0: Welcome, one welcome, all to the court of the trashy royals, where we assemble each Thursday to reveal and revel in the tales of our betters
1: behaving badly. My name is Stacy. Hi, friends. Alicia here. Thank you for joining us for today's Naughty Noble. We're pulling a thread from last week's episode with Crown Prince Rudolph, Old well, CPR. This week, we're going to cover the trashy tale of his daughter known in history as the Red Archduchess, Archduchess Elizabeth Marie of Austria. Included in this tale, family trauma, a spoiled granddaughter, scandal, questionable choices, a little murder, and much controversy. Like, off the charts and all the levels. I love it. Elizabeth Marie lived from 1883 to 1963, 80 years through two world wars, And the fall of Europe, as she knew it, with the monarchies she grew up with and her own being wiped out left and right. Now, remember Crown Prince Rudolph, Mayerling incident? Yes. Tragically died. Little sweet Elizabeth, doubtlessly traumatized by the dramatic and tragic and scandalous death of her father. Our young Archduchess Elizabeth was left with a complicated legacy from birth. And will complicate it more in her life by defying rules and conventions pretty much anytime she can. That's what we like. Not only in her love life, but also politically. Archduchess Elizabeth will gain the nickname the Red Archduchess for her allegiance to the Austrian Socialist Democratic Party. There are layers and layers in the story. Before we
0: begin, though, we do have some thanks to give to a few good nobles out there in the
1: world Huge thanks this week to Leslie C., Helen S., Danny M., and Paula B. Holy cats. Thank you for supporting us over at patreon.com slash podcast. Paula B., you supported us at a level I did not <laughs> know was possible. Y'all are simply amazing. Your two bucks a month will get you ad-free and early episodes over there. So grateful to all of you good nobles and you. For coming to listen to us for the first or for the 25th time. We are 25 episodes into our journey. 25 episodes and look at us. Let us anon today into the tale of the Red Archduchess Elizabeth Marie of Austria. Last week, friends, we covered Crown Prince Rudolph. What is part of his aftermath? When Crown Prince Rudolph shot himself and his teenage lover in his hunting lodge, he not only left the whole of Europe shocked, he also left his five-year-old daughter, Elizabeth, behind. Elizabeth Marie She's known as Ergie her whole life that's her nickname ERZSI Ergy Little Ergy was the only daughter of Rudolph and his wife Princess Stephanie of Belgium Remember Prince Rudolph will give Stephanie venereal yes diseases only child infections mm-hmm. yes which left her infertile So little Elizabeth first and only child she was born September the 2nd 1883 and was in the direct line to one of the world's most powerful monarchies. Little Erzie was also a granddaughter of King Leopold II of Belgium on her mother's side. Important families on both sides. After Rudolf's death, though, little Elizabeth becomes the ward of her paternal grandfather, Emperor Franz Joseph. Her grandfather adored Elizabeth. But Elizabeth's relationship with her mother, Princess Stephanie, pretty tense, pretty difficult. Let me give you a little bit on Emperor Franz Joseph. He bonds with his granddaughter in a incredibly strong way, possibly over the feelings of his own guilt about his son's death. I would think. It also
0: sounds like he and his son, his son had a fairly what I think we would think of as a, a Western view of liberalizing the government and the monarchy. He may also have had some interest in making sure that that his granddaughter did not fall prey to those influences. It sounds like it went poorly.
1: <laughs> it it Well, depending on who you are in the story. Uh, however, Emperor Franz Joseph really has a, an enormously close relationship with the child young woman, even refusing to allow... Ergy's mother, Princess Stephanie, to take her back to Belgium. Mm. He insists, mm-hmm. Franz Joseph, that the child stay with him. So there's a, there's a lot happening here as a young girl. Helpfully or unhelpfully on our journey, <laughs> Archduchess Elizabeth will exert and show many of the same mm, unconventional character traits that her father possessed. Mm. And as she gets a little older, Elizabeth becomes increasingly more strong-willed, more prone to the unpredictable, sort of a chaos agent. Lovely. In addition, helpfully, (laughs) Elizabeth begins to hero-worship her late father Mm. at this point. So we know Elizabeth has an incredible relationship with Emperor Franz Joseph, her doting grandfather, Let's go ahead and talk about her not at all doting grandmother. Remember Hmm. Empress Cece? Sure. Okay. Completely the opposite. Elizabeth does not have a good relationship with her beautiful grandmother with the luxurious hair. Sure. Empress Elizabeth, otherwise known as Cece. Granddaughter Elizabeth was named for Grandmother Mm -hmm. Elizabeth. But the thing about old Cece, she's pretty vain. She doesn't want to be a grandmother. Nobody calls her grandma. Ah, gotcha. Uh Okay. She doesn't want to be seen or known as a grandmother. So, Cece just chooses not to build a relationship with any of her grandchildren, really, in this attempt to maintain her ideal of youth and beauty. And menopause ain't happening to me. Cece, it happens for all of us. Okay. So, here, Empress Elizabeth Cece would meet her own tragic end in September of 1898. This is terrible. Cece was assassinated by an Italian anarchist at the age of 60. Wow. Not great. So here is young Elizabeth, the young archduchess. She's 15 when her grandmother was murdered. And that tragedy happened just 10 years after... Elizabeth's father's Mm. Crown Prince Rudolph, his murder-suicide pact, with his mistress, Baroness Mary Vetsera. This is where everything turns in an unusual twist of fate. Cece, who wanted nothing to do with any of her grandkids, most especially little Elizabeth, leaves everything. She bequeathed nearly all of her estate, her wealth, her jewels, her everything to young Elizabeth, making her even wealthier than she was in the beginning. This is the surprise inheritance out of the blue. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Also seems
0: like a foreshadowing that she was assassinated for what is going to come to Europe shortly. One tends to make note of assassinations.
1: Mm-hmm. Of prominent Austrians. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's get Elizabeth, young Archduchess Elizabeth, now loadedly wealthy, to the age of 19. This is where Elizabeth, the story is just really off the charts. Elizabeth will use all of her charms and persuasive abilities and a little bit of chaos to convince her grandfather, Franz Joseph, to allow Elizabeth to marry a member of a noble Austrian family. Good family. Nothing wrong with the kid but he's not from a ruling family and not anywhere close to Elizabeth's rank. It would be seen as a step down for her marriage. Elizabeth C. had met Prince Otto at a court ball. Prince Otto was 10 years her senior, so he's 29, she's 19. And Franz Joseph doesn't like this. He wanted Elizabeth to marry the crown prince of Germany. Let's connect it together because we're getting here. In short order, the Crown Prince of Germany was the eldest son of Kaiser Wilhelm II, who is the son of Victoria Princess Royal, Queen Victoria's oldest daughter. Sure,
0: and Kaiser Wilhelm was the cousin rival that crown prince rudolph did not care for okay like
1: family ties all of these stories really do tie together even though we're sort of trying to keep them centered on one they really do all knit very Mm -hmm. nicely so grandpa wants elizabeth to marry the crown prince of germany however the press the papers are reporting that elizabeth was already engaged to the young king of spain oops but to the a, young king of Spain? Uh-huh. Where, <laughs> fake news. Where did that come from? No, no, no idea. So she's not like she's so eligible. She's beautiful. Mm-hmm. She's, she's eligible. Rich. She's loaded. Yep. Of course, she's a catch. So everybody's got different ideas for what Ergie should do. She tells her grandpa she's not marrying into any reigning house. She doesn't, doesn't want it, doesn't need it. She really wants Prince Otto. She's stubborn. She is determined to get her man. A day after day on Emperor Franz Joseph. Grandpa, grandpa really want to marry him. He does not support this choice of groom. However, Elizabeth pulls out the trump card, threatening to join a convent and become a nun if she couldn't marry the man she loved. Wow.
0: <laughs> Talk about stamping her feet. That's a tantrum. Okay, that's one tantrum. Otto
1: or the convent. Otto or the convent. Grandpapa. Would you like to hear the other complicating factor to this story? I would. The only person who wants Elizabeth's engagement to Prince Otto is actually Elizabeth. Prince Otto is engaged to someone else. When Elizabeth convinces her grandfather that she can marry Prince Otto. Prince Otto had a different plan for his date book. Prince Otto was scheduled to marry Countess von Schoenborn. And Prince Otto was apparently pretty stunned when Emperor Franz Joseph goes to Prince Otto and says, all right, I've relented. Congratulations on your engagement to my granddaughter. And Prince Otto's like, uh, what?
0: I give my blessing to a marriage you never saw
1: coming. Prince Otto naturally has some questions and he's like, "Mm, Emperor Franz Joseph, I mean, thanks, but I'm already engaged. I didn't know this was happening, but proud grandpas, the emperor forces Prince Otto to break his engagement with the lesser countess in order to marry my favorite adored, cherished granddaughter. Have you met my granddaughter (laughs)
0: way better? Also, I'm the emperor, so...
1: So a number of obstacles there, and despite all those obstacles, Elizabeth does prevail and marries Prince Otto von Windisch-Gratz, mm-hmm. probably. That's probably how that's pronounced. They did get married in 1902. I do know that. However, for them to marry, Elizabeth has to renounce all claims to the Austro-Hungarian throne. Oh, wow. So she was in the line of succession.
0: Absolutely. As, I guess her father was crown prince. That Correct.
1: Way. Okay. I mean, she was in mm-hmm. th- that sort of. She she would have been empress one day. She would have been something, possibly one day. So the Austro-Hungarian Empire doesn't allow for women to inherit the throne, so she wouldn't have been able to be empress or rule in the empire. Right. But here's the here's the tricky trick on this: her renunciation to the throne meant that none of her sons would ever be able to rule Austria. Mm -hmm. In other words, Elizabeth and Otto's marriage was considered to be a morganatic marriage. We've seen these before. Like, sure, I'm marrying royalty, but because I'm marrying lesser... Right. Our kids can't be in the line of succession. Yeah. For a wedding present, you want a grandpa, I guess, like Emperor Franz Joseph. He gives Elizabeth, you ready... Securities valued at $1 million, a yearly allowance of $250,000, and jewels worth a $1 million, a golden dinner service, and several residences. Congratulations, Elizabeth and Otto. Mary 1902 live happily ever after, right? No, oh. they do not. <laughs> She's not known as the Red Archduchess for nothing. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. Hear from our sponsors, On the flip, we're going to talk about Elizabeth and Otto's very unhappy marriage, (laughs) a gold-handled revolver, and a dead actress. Wow. (laughs) We'll be right back.
0: We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the
1: end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And... What do I even say other than, hey... (sighs) <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, Alicia, come on. Keep it going. Okay. Not surprisingly, it doesn't take long for the marriage between Elizabeth and Prince Otto to be an entire disaster. Uh, let's start first up. <laughs> Otto isn't happy because he doesn't want to marry Elizabeth to begin with. He had another love. Less than a year into the marriage, Otto begins an affair with a French <sighs> singer and actress. Her name is Louise Ziegler. Elizabeth gets really jealous when she finds out about the affair from, are you ready for this? Louise Ziegler's boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> so he just like calls her up and is like, yo. Hey. Hey.
0: Elizabeth, here's the thing. I need you to know something about your husband because it's happening to my girlfriend. Mm.
1: Pretty much. Okay. Elizabeth, hearing of the affair, storms into the prince's room to confront him. The prince's valet attempted to block her way. The valet, valet, valet. It depends on where you are and how you want to say it and what their actual role in the household is, so please don't send me an email about that. His body man. His body man. The prince's body man. He's fully aware <laughs> of what Elizabeth is about to find in the other room, right? Oh, and so he's not alone. The Prince Otto is not alone. Prince in Otto's, his room, yeah, but... in the other room with Louise, with and, the boyfriend's girlfriend. <laughs> correct. And here comes Elizabeth. Messy. Super messy. Mm. So messy. Body man. Valet. Valet knows what's about to happen, and he has sworn to protect Otto's privacy. That's why he's out there blocking the door, right? However, Elizabeth refuses to be deterred. Elizabeth will pull out a gold-handled revolver given to her as a gift from her husband, so maybe work on your gift list, and Elizabeth now opens fire on the valet. Thankfully... (laughs) Body man's not injured, but this was plenty of reason for body man to abandon oh, yeah. his post and just GTFO. Yes, I think
0: the technical
1: yeah. term is ski-daddle. Ski-daddle is right. Elizabeth now is free to burst into the bedroom. Yosemite Sam style. Catches the couple in the act. What are you going to believe, me or your lion eyes? And then Elizabeth shoots the actress in her chest. Louise shot in the chest on the bed, only for Prince Otto and Elizabeth now to get into a physical fight before Elizabeth breaks down crying hysterically. There is a high society and royal gossip at the time. His name is George Greville Moore. He writes of the incident. The whole affair caused a painful sensation at the court in Vienna. You think? <laughs> though it has been hushed up as most events of the kind are. I would think tongues would wag
0: a bit. This is scandal! She's
1: murdered an actress in her husband's bed. Yikes! So many efforts were taken to keep this scandalous story out of the newspapers, with Emperor Franz Joseph being the one to make the majority of those demands. Sure. Well, he's got a lot of experience covering us, covering up weird deaths now, so... Well, and if the emperor asks you to do it, you do it. Most of the newspapers, the press, honor his request. Any European newspaper that dares actually cover the shooting were, believe it or not, sympathetic to Elizabeth. Wow. In fact, it was commented on later that the Archduchess was, quote, generally commended by the more straight-laced members of high society, unquote. (laughs) And that she would not face any legal charges for her, you ready for this, quote-unquote, punishment of the actress. Wow. So European papers who do dare cover it, they're all for Elizabeth, but American papers, Mm -hmm. am I right? They're freer to cover the story. And even the Chicago Daily Tribune reported on what they called the, quote, latest royal scandal, unquote. There's nothing new. According to the Chicago Daily Tribune's coverage, quote, Prince Otto was entertaining the actress in his apartment, where he was discovered by his wife, who shot and seriously wounded the actress. The archduchess was about to shoot her husband, but lost her courage just at the critical moment, unquote. The coverage went on to include that Prince Otto is said to be quite a young man with an immensely wealthy wife. It described Prince Otto as having been, quote, secretly paying assiduous attention, unquote, to the actress, who was well known to half the gilded youth of Prague. (sighs) Another American paper reported that when the archduchess learned that her husband was, quote, unquote, entertaining the actress in his rooms, Elizabeth, quote, reached for a small gold-mounted revolver which Prince Otto had given to her for her own protection at an hour of possible peril, unquote. <sighs> See, I think you pay attention to assassinations. Mm-hmm. Here, honey, here's a nice gift. Just keep a little revolver right. on you just, you know, for assass... But don't assassinate me. Right. No good deed goes unpunished, though. <laughs> or my lover. <laughs> This newspaper continued to write that when the valet initially refused to budge from his station, the Archduchess began firing wildly at the valet, who then fled the antechamber. Smart valet. After entering the bedroom and finding the couple together, Prince Otto attempted to approach his wife, who screamed, Beast! (laughs) And then shot the actress in the breast. (laughs) It was reported that the actress was given prompt medical attention, and although her wounds were serious, they were not mortal. That's what's reported, but that is not true. Oh, wow. Because Louise Ziegler dies from her injuries, and when she (laughs) does, it is kept really, really, really quiet, and Archduchess Elizabeth never faces one single consequence for killing her husband's mistress.
0: Well, that is quite a tale. Are we to assume that the American papers more or less were making up the specific facts? I'm assuming that, like, the witnesses to
1: this are the valet who ran away and isn't going to be talking to reporters. No, they're definitely scandalizing the story they're reading from the European press. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Scandal, scandal. All over scandal. You can probably imagine after murdering your husband's mistress that your marriage probably isn't going to go on the up direction. (laughs) That's weird. So let's get Elizabeth to her life going on after literally getting away with murder and get her to becoming a socialist. In the high society, Vienna, Austria, I mean, they're, you know, pretty important people, Otto and Elizabeth. It is not an option for them to divorce. So the two of them, I guess, sit down, no pistols, revolvers included, and come to an agreement about their marriage, which is, they both know they're miserable, but how do we work out what we got? And the two decide to remain married and just keep up public appearances. But hey, each of us are allowed to have as many lovers as we want, as long as we are discreet about the whole thing. Elizabeth, who is not known for her (laughs) discreetness. Uh, A few of these get out. Her most notable affair was with Egon Lurch, who was an Austrian submarine captain during wartime. Surprisingly enough, despite the troubles in the marriage, Elizabeth and Otto will go on to have four kids, three sons and a daughter. Their children were given the titles of prince and princess, even though they were not included in the line of succession. Elizabeth's children were... Prince Franz Joseph, born in 1904, Prince Ernest, born in 1905, Prince Rudolph, born in 1907, and Princess Stephanie, born in 1909. One of her sons naturally named after Rudolph, her father. Ironically, she named her only daughter, Stephanie, after her estranged mother that they'd cut off all contact years and years ago. So oh, a little wow. bit interesting. Hmm. In 1916, Emperor Franz Joseph dies at the ripe old age of 86 years old. And although Elizabeth and her grandfather have had the relationship of my life, soulmates and all that, Franz Joseph's death gives Elizabeth a little bit of an opportunity. It frees her up to live the life that she would prefer to live instead of what she has to do for Grandpa. Mm -hmm. Two years later in 1918, Elizabeth and Prince Otto, after 16 years of a miserable marriage and a murder in between, officially separate at the end of World War I, even though the two of them had essentially been living separate lives for a decade and a half. With all four children still minors, though, an ugly custody battle ensues. Even try to imagine the gossip and scandal that this will cause. Not only the divorce, but kids that are minors. The couple's salacious personal details were splashed across newspapers. The fight for the kids was front page news. The aristocratic and royal grapevines and gossip mongers are aflutter, buzzing with all of these titillating stories. Originally, the court grants Elizabeth custody of the two eldest children and gives custody of the two younger children to Otto. But Elizabeth, chaos agent, she is not going to allow this to happen. There are two versions of how she prevented Otto from taking their two young children. You can tell me which one sounds more believable now that you know a little bit about Elizabeth. The first version is that Otto was confronted with armed guards who threatened his life when he came to get the children. Likely. Plausible. The second version is that Elizabeth threatened to commit suicide if he forced her to give them up. Also seems plausible. Considering the history of her father's suicide, this was potentially a very scary and realistic option that Otto may have taken seriously. Otto relents and Elizabeth was able to keep all four children. feel like we're almost on trashy divorces here because there's a lot of laws that come into play. The thing to know here is that a legal divorce was possible after the end of the monarchy in 1924. However, Otto and Elizabeth will not legally divorce until 1948, Hmm. 30 years after they separate. That is a long separation. So, Elizabeth, four kids, but still a little bit of time on her hands. She's, you know... Living in a great big world, waiting to divorce her husband. They can't do it quite yet. In 1921, Archduchess Elizabeth shocks the world when she officially renounces her royal lineage and joins the Social Democratic Party, even selling red carnations (laughs) at the May Day Parade. I bet that was, like, the biggest propaganda coup for the Austrian social dems or whatever. Elizabeth is not done causing scandal because elizabeth let's oh go into her love life a little bit got a little free time now that Otto's not in the picture elizabeth falls in love with and begins a super passionate relationship with the socialist leader uh, leopold petsnack petsnack i'm g go- p e t z n a k petsnack pet petsnack yeah. pet, pet I, I mean, in some way or another, but Pet Snack is just too good not sure. to slide into that skid.
0: Okay, so she falls in love with a dude who is the has, leader
1: of the socialist party. Has, has
0: some radical politics, and she's oh, like, yeah. "I'm
1: all in. I'm all in. I'm super rich. I'm all in. Hundred percent." So here's Elizabeth having fallen in love with Leo Pet Snack. Sure. And as a result of this, Elizabeth's two older sons will leave and go live with Prince Otto. Oh, wow. (laughs) So she went all in. Mom, we're we're out. No, she's all in. Now's a great time. Let's take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to get to the Red Archduchess part of the story. I think we're there, but (laughs) we'll be right back Or be nowhere, the Savage Nation podcast. Catch the Michael Savage podcast on all podcast platforms every Tuesday and every Friday. All right, so here we are back in 1921. I wouldn't call it a midlife crisis, but Elizabeth, now at 38, you know, near and on middle age, having fallen in love with Leo Petznack, (laughs) husband's gone, but still not divorced. Elizabeth joins the Austrian Socialist Party. And begins living openly with Leo Petsnack. Mm-hmm. Here, she's given the nickname the Red Archduchess. Elizabeth and Leo live in a common law marriage for many, many years before they actually legally get married. Because remember, Elizabeth isn't going to divorce Otto for 30 years after they separate. So everything she's doing, she is doing in full embracement of lawbreakings. But I'm in love. So what are the obstacles to Elizabeth and Petsnack getting married? Well, I guess we should talk about this one first. Leo Petsnack is already married with a child. Of course he is. (laughs) To complicate matters even more, Leo Petsnack's wife was ill, quote unquote, and... Leah Petsnack and Elizabeth determined that it would be best just to institutionalize his wife in a psychiatric hospital until she died. (laughs) It is unclear whether or not this was medically justified. Right, Uh, it seems unclear. Or necessary, but it certainly was a convenient way to get the pesky wife out Out of of the the picture. picture. I bet Austrian mental institutions were awesome back then, too. Actually, they're not bad. In comparison, uh, there's a lot of stuff happening in that time. Ask my girl Zelda Fitzgerald. Okay. She was in Austria for a little while at one of these places. Okay. Again, not this podcast, different story, different day. Regardless, Elizabeth and Petsnack moved to the Huddledorf district of Vienna in 1929, where they buy a villa. In keeping with all of their new socialist views, Rudolph, her third child, was removed from school completely and forced to work in a factory instead. So I bet that went great for Prince Rudolph showing up at his factory job with yeah. his little pail every day. Yeah, It is no surprise to imagine that, uh, that Elizabeth's relationship with her children say deteriorates over time. Eventually when her youngest child, her daughter Stephanie, was of legal age, Stephanie in a Tale we've seen that's as old as time. Stephanie supposedly chooses her first husband based on solely Elizabeth hating him. Oh, This is excellent. totally the guy I'm going to marry. And then goes one further. Stephanie refuses to invite her mother Elizabeth to the wedding. Oh, wow. So, yes. Damaged, damaged relationship. So let's move the story to 1934. Remember, Elizabeth has inherited all of Cece's wealth. Mm-hmm. She's got tons of wealth from Franz Joseph. It's not like she's living on the skint, even though she sent her son to work in a factory. that's just socialist leanings okay so he sh- he should be of of
0: the working class is the idea, Absolutely. even though he comes from extravagant wealth, correct okay.
1: but by nineteen thirty four Prince Otto remember Prince Otto because sure uh, Elizabeth's uh, legal has, husband, uh-huh. yeah. And one of her sons are like, yo, Elizabeth is squandering a fortune on all of these numerous causes and donations to the socialist party. All this socialism that we hate. So they decide to put in a legal motion to put her under a conservatorship. Hello, Britney Spears. Hello, Britney Spears is right. This motion was eventually dropped, but... uh, It's a little dicey. Prince Otto is like, what are you doing? And the kids are like, what are you doing? You're squandering your fortune. And Prince Rudolph, like, where does his pay go? (laughs) Now, Elizabeth and Otto would have been able to legally divorce in Austria in 1938, when Austria becomes part of Germany and adopts German law into their system, which technically allows divorce. However, again, we have to wait another decade It's going to take until 1948 for Otto and Elizabeth to finally be able to divorce. Why? Mm. Elizabeth making some more questionable choices. You think this is going to go badly kind of here, but when Hitler rose to power, Archduchess Elizabeth was on the right side of history because she knew immediately Hitler was trouble. She called him a quote-unquote abhorrent dictator, and warned that he would, quote, create a world where hatred reigns, unquote. Archduchess Elizabeth writes, nothing counts, but love and people will realize it again, although hatred reigns in the world at present.
0: Because I guess at that point she was a German citizen or
1: subject or whatever. Yes. So that's too bad. Archduchess Elizabeth, and remember Leo Petsnack Uh because they're still shacking up continued to vocally denounce Hitler. But this will cause them some trouble. In 1933, Petsnack was actually briefly imprisoned for a little while by the ruling Austrian government, but that was nothing compared to what happened in 1944. It is pretty much certain to say that without Elizabeth's royal background heritage, it is almost certain that she and Leo Petznack would have been killed by the Nazis. But because of Elizabeth's imperial family and connections, her children were spared military service and she and Leo Petznack were mostly left alone during the war. But all that changes in 1944 after the attempted assassination of Hitler. The Nazis take Leo Petznack And he was imprisoned at Dachau, uh, the concentration Concentration camp, camp. for the last seven months of the war. Leah Petznack was found in the camp when it was liberated by the Americans in March of 1945. Leah Petznack, unlike so many others, he did survive and eventually returns to Elizabeth. That's harrowing. There's a lot in this story. She still has goodness. 15 years 15 years left to live. Do you want to hear what happens now? Yes. Holy cat. So, in 1948 finally, Elizabeth and Prince Otto finally divorce after 46 years of marriage. So weird. Elizabeth is 65 years old. <laughs> And has been with Leo Petsnack now for almost three decades. Never too late to reinvent yourself. Never too late. Elizabeth and Leo Petsnack do quietly marry at the Vienna Registry Office once her divorce from Prince Otto was complete. Vienna remains occupied for many years after the war ended. So Elizabeth and Leo are not allowed to return to their much-loved villa in Huddledorf. The Soviets had occupied their villa at first, and then it was used as the home of the French General Batois. Finally, finally, in 1955, so they're hanging out in Vienna from 48 to 55, finally seven years later, Elizabeth and Leo Petznack are allowed to return home, but here their lives are both drawing to an end, and neither at this point is in good health. Leo Petsnack dies in 1956 from a heart attack. Elizabeth here is also in fairly poor health. She will require a wheelchair in her later life due to gout and pretty much becomes a recluse. Continues to be estranged from her two surviving children when she dies in March 1963 at the age of 80 years old. Hmm. The Red Arch Duchess. Elizabeth leaves all of her belongings to the municipality of (laughs) Huddledorf. At the time of her death, Elizabeth is still in possession of several heirlooms from the estates of her father and grandfather and grandmother. There's a little bit of a twist to follow up on with that in the future that I am deep in research for, which is pretty exciting but Archduchess Elizabeth, as her expressed wish, she and Leo Petsnack were buried together in a nameless grave in Vienna. That was one of her orders. Elizabeth, in her thinking here, doesn't want her grave to become a shrine for monarchists or revolutionaries. Archduchess Elizabeth's last child, her daughter, Princess Stephanie, lived until 2005. to so- Long-lived
0: family here, at least the women, if
1: they aren't assassinated midway. (laughs) Old Airsy, Archduchess Elizabeth, the Red Archduchess, trashy crowns, I don't even know. Oh, yeah. Murder, scandal, off the chart levels, chaotic crowns, eventful crowns, all residing in Huddledorf, I guess. (laughs) When it's not being occupied by foreign militaries. Wasn't that an incredible story? Yeah. It is something to connect within this time period. All of these families, their kids, grandkids, and the marriages. We're going to be getting to a few more of these in the near future. But until then, we have sincere thanks to give you for coming to listen today. We will be back next Thursday with another trashy tale to revel in. In the meantime, you can always find us over at Trashy Divorces as well. And for any of my folks who are into the trashy royals, so to speak, of the United States or as close as we can get to it, I am covering Newport, Rhode Island and its Gilded Age heiresses, homes, and scandals. I really am a fan of the trashy worldwide. Done and done will get you all that as well. So many stories, so much trash. We are on the beat for you. Thanks again, everybody, for coming to listen today. Until we meet again. Polish up those crowns, friends. Keep your eye on the throne. Always know your family trees. That's (laughs) going to get you so far in this Trashy Royals journey. Big love, everybody. Have a tremendous week. Bye. Bye.